All right, so what did you want to jump off with? Um, I thought we could talk about that cute little robot. Oh, yes. This is a great one. This is a good find on yeah. your part. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you uh, why don't you just walk them through, introduce it. Yeah, so um, Postmates is a uh, delivery service. Um, there's a bunch of different ones. They actually don't have Postmates in Austin, do they? I, you know, it's funny. I had to, I had heard of the name, but I had to Google it and I, I knew that it was related to food somehow, but it, and I, I don't think it's in Austin and it's essentially like Grubhub, right? It's, it's just a, yep. uh, they, they will, uh, deliver food for you from different restaurants, right? Get anything in Austin delivered. So it says right here. So it is in Austin. Okay. So I, I have okay. actually not used Postmates specifically, but my understanding was that all of these places are basically the same you know we have our uber eats we have our grubhub we have whatever favor um, of course which favor is, is a know, big born one in austin yeah uh-huh. um favor got bought out by heb right um not sure what they're doing over there delivering groceries i guess um yeah. but anyway so postmates has created a robot and what cracked me up when i was reading this article is that the robot is called or the the project the robot whatever is called serve okay so it's the postmates serve uh-huh. But I kept reading it as Steve for some oh. reason. And so I think they should name the robot Steve. Uh, that's funny that's... you say that because I read it as Swerve. Swerve? Yeah, I think it's a yeah. bad name. Like, what is Serve? <laughs> it's just not a – it wasn't – it's not what my brain expected to be huh. reading when I was reading about a robot. It would I would not call it Serve. Um, Swerve makes me seem like he is – uh, just going 80 miles an hour down the sidewalk. <laughs> yep, just, that's what I was picturing. Just sliding around people and, you know, <laughs> get, yep. dogs, dogs' leashes are getting tangled in the wheels, yep. you know. Near-death chaos. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. flames are shooting out the top. Cute, adorable chaos. Uh-huh, murder yeah. machine. Uh-huh. So, okay, little robot. Okay, it's, it's a robot. It has a whole bunch of technology on it, but mostly it is a box with wheels and it delivers uh delivers food to you or what it delivers anything to you yeah um and it's i mean it's not the most um we've seen stuff like this before um but this one is supposedly rolling out in LA uh soon um uh it's initially launching in LA i guess like right now and it will be available in key cities in the next 12 months so this is actually you know not this is not like a concept right uh, future thing this is actually really happening whether i don't know if the first uh successful delivery has actually happened yet but this it feels like it's right around the corner it's not a um it's not a proof of concept this is a real product yeah that's exactly right i'm glad you said that because that's that's clearly what is interesting about this is it's not a prototype and uh, you know with some crazy hey in five years it's going to be a thing they said they're rolling it out in la and then they're doing they, i think it said they they're expecting to do 12 major cities over the next year i mean who knows maybe that's a little aggressive it doesn't end up being that but but maybe it is but regardless it's it's it seems it's happening right and so that's what that is what's in, that is interesting and just as far as the robot um it's very cute you'd, you'd be uh you know i think you'd you'd be uh rewarded if you googled it because it's it looks like a combination of a shopping cart meets wally that's a great description right it has two little round cute eyes and apparently the eyes will actually turn direction to help like give intuitive hints about which like direction it's turning and whatnot and it obviously has some like laser 
you know, laser technology on it. Yeah, um, for for any uh, pedestrians that give it to, trouble to destroy, to destroy, destroy any all combatants. Humans. Yeah, destroy all humans. <laughs> no, the laser technology so that they can uh, avoid pedestrians and things like that. So that's this the thing. It's they're going to be riding on the sidewalk. So that's really interesting to me. Um, I guess they ha- kind of have to be. Um, I'm just picturing buses like just annihilating them <laughs> like if they were on the street like a single like, like in the bike lane just getting completely people's, people's sandwiches are just flying flying out just flying out just i hear like the little wally like Boo-ee! um but yeah so they're gonna be right zipping along the sidewalk and um it's it's funny i mean i i w- one of the things that made me think of that for some reason was the emergence of the scooters in Austin and some other major cities where just like, it seemed like it happened overnight where all of a sudden, you know, there were the birds and limes, like these electric scooters that just were everywhere zipping around the sidewalks and whatnot. And I doubt it'll happen that way, but I do feel like it's possible that that will be pretty commonplace, you know, to the point where it won't be out of the ordinary. Um, to see these robots kind of zipping along. Um, so anyways, I thought that that was kind of what was really cool about it, which I like that you brought up was that it's, it's actually happening. We've heard about this kind of stuff for a while, but they're rolling it out. They've obviously done some research to show that at least, uh, it looks like it's going to be cost effective and actually something that's worthwhile doing. Um, do you think, what is your, what do you think the experience is going to be like when that, like dropping food off. Obviously it'll probably go into some kind of dormant mode where it's waiting for the person to come and like maybe put in a code or something to unlock the box. Is that what you would expect? Yeah. I mean, either that or maybe your um, phone has to be within proximity or you have to, um, you know, maybe it, maybe your phone scans a a code that's on the top of the thing. You know, there's gotta be some way to know that, you're the person who actually, it's not just giving it to anybody. But the, right. uh, the thing I can't figure it out is that you would probably, because it says it carries um, up to 50 pounds of things um, uh-huh. and it can travel for 30 miles or something like that. So they're not, exp- they're expecting it to do multiple on its route. I think they said like up to 12 oh. per day. And so I'm I'm wondering if when that thing opens, if only if they're like in little compartments or will you see other people's things inside the box? Wow, that's really interesting. Right. Like, I mean, and would and would yeah. you trust people like if I don't know if they're bags and they're labeled or something and you can right. see the one that has your name on it and they just trust that. Well, you're you know, we know that if it wasn't there that you obviously took it or is there a weight sensor or well, I don't know. I how are they have. Yeah, I assume they'll at least have cameras on them at some point so i wonder if just like the the idea of like hey there's cameras watching you don't like don't take stuff and make us like follow up on you know on this yeah obviously yeah i wouldn't be too worried about the person who ordered something stealing something but i would be worried about people on the street just trying to open it up and see what's in it yeah but it's obviously gonna it's gonna be locked right like otherwise like we we were saying initially yeah yeah so yeah, so I that I guess that may not prob- be a problem. It may not be a problem, but it is an interesting point. I mean, they could try to have multiple compartments, but I would think that would not work so well because you could have one order that's huge, you know, with 
10 bags or, you know, a lunch for a team of 15 people. 10 five-pound bags of flour. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, sure. 50 pounds. And then you could have one person with a separate order. So it, it's not always going to be – it's not like you could have 10 equally sized compartments that are all separate, right? Yeah, it has, so, it has no idea what to expect there. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I think that would be my guess is that it just opens up and there's some level of uh, trust that they expect you'll just take your, your thing. Well, a level of trust and also like it needs to have an idea of the the order in which it's traveling, which which it could and would obviously, but you know it needs to know what's the first stop and that food needs to kind of be on top. Um, it's a simple thing, but that 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 would need to be right. Just so you don't have somebody kind of digging through and you know dump, dumping dumping orders like nope, the- not this one, not that one, just <laughs> throwing them, <laughs> just throwing like dumping out. soup over and stuff like that. Yeah, so. That's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, so uh, the only other thing I, I uh, thought of in here that's kind of interesting is that they said specifically that they want to do this. Uh, they want to make deliveries at nearly zero cost to consumers. So yep. they are really trying to hit that the price point of – I mean, I don't know. I think that is probably the biggest. You can get stuff delivered to you now, but it's always very expensive. And if you want – I mean, even just getting lunch delivered or something, like you're going to pay at least – three to to like twenty dollars extra depending on what and where you go yes but i assume a lot of that is like penetration pricing where they're just trying to get in and build up uh you know a a following and they'll the prices will go up over time that's how i interpreted it was a temporary uh almost no cost got it so i mean i don't know though my my thought though is with something like with any of these services if you if you have a human delivering a thing to you most yeah. of what you pay in the delivery fee goes to paying the human i mean if it's it basically is going to take them mm-hmm. you know 20 minutes at you know eight dollars an hour to get this thing delivered to you right um yeah so but I, yeah if, but if it's all done by these little robots like how much does the robot cost you know four hundred dollars and once it's paid off, it's paid off. Like, is it just, um, you know, are they really trying to keep this cost super low? And are we going to all live in this amazing utopia where we can get free things, you know, things delivered to us for free in five minutes? Well, I think eventually that will be the case. Um, I, I mean, obviously there some of what they're paying for up front is like some of the research costs that went into the robots and things like that, right? The company is making an investment. But yeah, I don't know because they – those services and like a lot of other services, you know, they have different fees at different levels. So maybe there's a, they already have an, a convenience fee. They have to make money somehow, right? On top of the cost of the food. Um, and maybe that's enough that they don't need, like your point. I think you're right. I think that that's $7 probably and has to, ha- does have to go to the human. Although a lot of those people make money on tips. I don't really know the ins and outs. Like, 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 for example, like Amazon grocery deliverers, right? Like, are you I, are I you know, saying you you wouldn't tip the robot? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. It depends on how saying? how cute it was. How These cute ones the are noises pretty cute. were. Yeah, the, boop, boop, boop. definitely. They're gonna make cute noises, and um, yeah, I'm 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 down. I'm excited. I think that will be really fun for people, actually. So I I, I think that'll be successful. Um. And I guess if they have a range of 30 miles um, and they're making multiple stops, um, 
yeah, I'm curious how far like the little hubs will have to go or where they'll, where they'll live under underground in the sewers, I assume. <laughs> Robot not, community. That's not very cute. Yeah. Not very cute. Um, so the only other similar thing to this is uh drone delivery. Like we've seen Amazon yep. hinted at that drone delivery idea, which is obviously way cooler. Um, but a drone seems much more expensive to fly just from a pure like energy cost and number of trips it can make, you know, it can only carry like one package at a time and it, you know, it has to go back and forth, like seems much less efficient, right? Doesn't this kind of seem just like a better solution? I think it does. And the short, and the, like for today, right? Uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it does. And I think that's probably why you haven't seen a lot of drone delivery stuff roll out. And this is something that could be made cost effective and, and feasible i guess regulatory and safety wise too um, yes this seems just even if even if the drones are safe this is like something that i feel like you can um i don't know people just probably feel better about this yeah i I think you're totally right i think that's been a big deal like the faa regulations and whatnot so speaking of the future uh everyone's familiar with black mirror and uh the kind of sci-fi series about like future technology and whatnot and one of the things we wanted to touch on today was uh the new movie that came out on december 28th um i remember because of all the marketing and the hype that was uh going into it um because it's a they're calling it an interactive film i think is what the the term is but um a lot of people are calling it a choose your own adventure movie which is kind of how i think about it at least um did you did you ever read like choose your own adventure books growing up like the goosebump ones or anything like that yeah i did um i I had some that were like uh like dinosaur based you know like time travel uh dinosaur thing cool yeah Yeah, so i always just ended up dying well i was terrible at, at those it's very, it's pretty uh, treacherous. I made all the all the wrong choices. Yeah, just like in indicative. Real life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if only you Thanks. knew. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, like for those of you who don't know, I mean, choose your own adventure. The idea is like it would be a kind of a style of book uh, where you'd read uh, a passage or uh, maybe a chapter or some pages, and then you would have an option. You'd have to make a choice uh, for the characters in the book or something like that. So you know if you're Goosebumps was a good, I think, medium for it since it was kind of almost horror-related uh, stories and scary stories. So it'd be, um, you know, you'd have to make a choice. Do you go in the uh, in the haunted carnival ride? Do you uh, try to escape? Do you, um, you know, go into this one or that one? That kind of thing. So you'd have to make a choice, and then it would, based on the choice you made, it would it would tell you, you know, go to page eighty-four or page thirty-four to kind of re the consequences or to continue the story. And very often uh, the choice you made would end up, you know, dying in some horrific way. And then it would prompt you to return to the, the page you were on before so that you'd, you know, have to kind of re- repeat sections and continue the story. And so the idea here is that it's a similar concept where there's, I think five hours of footage um, for this film, which is actually how I think a lot of people were tipped off that it was going to be a choose your own adventure movie because it was five hours of um, 
it was shown as, as having five hours of, uh, of content. And I think that maybe along with some other things, uh, prompted people to speculate. And they were correct in that, uh, the concept of this movie is that, um, it's just like any other black mirror episode where it's, I think it's kind of sci-fi related. It's, uh, there's some kind of horror elements and you basically have to make choices at certain points during the movie. I assume you, um, you know, you just use your, whatever kind of controller you have, if you have a smart TV, um, or, you know, whatever you're using to, uh, control Netflix, you would use, um, to make a, cho- a choice. I assume they're, they're binary, but I'm not positive on that. Um, so, okay. So I just want to, yeah cut in real quick oh yeah please neither of us have watched this show which i love yeah so I yeah mean, yeah it's That's called fair. it's called tech bs so here we are you you get what yeah. you paid for um, yeah i actually like that um, I, do, I do too i think maybe we should watch it and maybe we should talk about the actual content of it later what the experience was um, yeah but i think the con the concept here that's worth talking about is um this higher level concept of like what is the future of media and how you know is this the kind of thing that's going to catch on we're going to be doing this more and more often like how was it made um all of these things like the kind of the behind the scenes yeah and it's funny you say that because i think there is they are either are making or there is a behind the scenes for that movie yeah Um, that i also have not watched yeah that would be really interesting i'm going to watch that first No, I think it'd be really interesting to watch though, to kind of, I hope there's like a little history and like the, the, not just like the actual production of it, because again, like that's actually not going to be that interesting. I mean, it was just, it's just a movie with extra kind of scenes and endings basically. Right. And so, uh, but to hear maybe some of like the story of kind of how it came to be or how it was produced or what, what, where did the concept, uh, begin and, and how did it develop, uh, you know, Netflix being, you know, they have some kind of innovative, uh, tendencies. So, uh, it's, it's cool. They went for it. And I do think that this is going to, I'll be curious to see what the actual success of it is in terms of views, which is you know obviously how they determine success. Um, but, uh, I, I do think you're going to see a lot more of stuff like this only because it's not, it's not that much more, it's not that crazy in terms of production like it's it's a little you have to cut a little more footage uh but the fact that it's it's a completely unique experience and interactive experience i think will make up for the cost and it's for a while it's going to be a very unique kind of experience and so i think there will be others scrambling to 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 do that as well yeah so what what little i did read about this uh it sounded like it was actually quite difficult to create Okay. And it sounded like it was m- not so much in the technicality of it because once you know what you're doing, I think, like you said, shooting five hours is not um, outrageous, right? Like there are, yeah. uh, you know, series of movies or, you know, it's it's basically five times the normal length of a Black Mirror episode, right? They're normally right. an hour. Um, so it's, it's only five times more. So it's not insane. Um, but I think the hard part was uh, creating a... I don't know, cohesive story that works no matter what piece in what order. And I, I think I read that there are some, some number of trillion possibilities. What really that you can choose. Yeah. So, um, I, I think it was like 3 trillion or, or 50 trillion or I don't know some, I've read trillion. So that's the, um, at some point it doesn't matter what the number is in the front. If the, if the 
um, if it has, you know, 12 zeros. So well, there are a shit ton of combinations and there's only five endings. So you do end up with like some right. normal ending, but how do you, uh, I don't know. How do you make sure that the one combination that this person has selected actually kind of comes together and has a story arc that makes sense? Okay. That's, that's interesting and different than I expected. I was expecting it to be more similar to the choose your own adventure experience I described and I'm used to, which is that, you know, you head down a path and you're dead and you have to either, you have to go back. Basically you, you're, you're, you have to revert back and continue the story um, to, until you get down the correct path, which is, which I, I like that it's not that, um, but that is very interesting that it all has to kind of weave together and end up in some kind of like thinking like Plinko where the ball kind of falls down, like in some series of events and it has, it has to make its way all the way down. Right. It has to yeah. follow a series of events that, that cohesively make sense at the end. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. So it uh, looks hmm. like you can, it can run from either 40 minutes to two hours, depending on how you oh, make your choices. Really? So that's very fascinating. Wow. Um, and I also, I would kind of like to see a way to somehow watch all of the options because I can't help but be curious, you know, after you watch it once, do you go back and watch it again and choose a bunch of different ones, but you're never going to see everything. So there would be yeah. kind of a cool way to see, like, I don't know, show me the highlights or show me, I don't need every combination ever, but I need to see <laughs> the, I want to see most of the points that play out. Right. I don't want to see the full trillion, but yeah, but maybe like, uh, I don't know, 500 bill. billion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. Yeah. Yes. Totally. I, I I do think that's gonna be assuming it's good that that will be part of the experience is like maybe rewatching it or I, I I've heard from a just like um from a couple people that they're just like yeah I made horrible decisions and I like I died like you know I kept dying or something something like that um maybe maybe it wasn't maybe I filled in some of the blanks there um uh, maybe it wasn't they were dying exactly but they were just like yeah I made horrible decisions but I wonder if there's like you know one happy path right yeah uh, I, I assume it somewhat keeps you on the rails that you're not able to just kind of you know do two entirely stupid things but um yeah it does look kind of like there's you know do you want path a or path b um, but it's also time it's black mirror i mean black mirror is so grim and like you know uh they're just notorious for even the ones that have like happy endings they'll have like a negative twist like at the end that's like very foreboding or just like indicating there's there's like doom to come right like i mean that's just like that's what they're known for really so i i don't expect there to be much of a i mean I, you know for something like this i assume there's going to be at least one happy ending you're trying you're kind of striving for and since they have the ability to offer multiple endings i i have to assume there is at least one <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. At the at the very <laughs> least, it would be nice to uh, to be able to go back and watch all of the endings, you know, and see the yeah. see the possible outcomes that you may or may not have uh, been able to find. Right. That's true, and I'm sure there is. Um, yeah, I, I'm so. looking at a flow chart right now of all the oh, cool. possibilities, and uh, it's uh, it's a little little crazy. Have you talked to Chloe about? Like, is Chloe aware of it? Is she interested in that? Um, you know, I don't. We haven't talked about it yet, but I'm sure she's heard about it, and so. I mean, do you guys she watch? Probably, she probably watched it without me. Oh, really? Like, do you guys watch Black Mirror? Yeah, together from, from time to time. Okay. not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah. Cool. 
well, haven't watched def- every episode, but yeah, we'll watch this one for sure. Okay, awesome. That's definitely on my list. Um, well, yeah, I definitely am psyched to uh, watch that. I don't know why I've been waiting, but this maybe is this is definitely like the little push I needed because uh, I'm kind of excited having talked about it. Um, speaking of uh, media and movies and whatnot, I think we have the perfect topic to close things out with. Uh, so we last uh, last episode we at the very end we had talked about how we were going to the movies together and we went to go see the new animated Spider-Man movie. And we will keep this uh, extremely brief because we were joking beforehand that it's our evaluation or, you know, our, our topic about it is not that interesting because it was just amazing and really good. And there's not really a whole lot else to say, except that I will tell you that it was one of the best movies I've seen in years. Um, That's how I felt. And uh, I don't know if you felt that extreme about it, but it was a really good film on its own. And uh, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So while I did say <laughs> that I didn't think I had anything else to add earlier, yes. I, I came up with one one thing to say, which is that. And we're not um, going to spoil. No, spo- we're not spoilers, by the way. No, just so you know, in case you're nervous, there. Fair. On the edge fair. Of your seat. Yeah. Um, the one thing is that you know all of these I don't know comic book movies all these mm-hmm. superhero movies are based on comic books, right? Like that's the, that's the original, uh, you know, proliferation of these, of these stories is through comic books. Right. And to me, this feels like the first one of all of these years of superhero movies that really feels like a comic book, right? Like the art mm-hmm. style and the, the hand-drawn aspects and all of the kind of, uh, you know, without getting into it too much, right? Um, yeah. Why did it take so long to have a comic book look and feel to a movie that is based on a comic book. And I wonder well, how how yeah. often we're going to see this again or if this is going to become a bit of a trend to to do this an homage to the to the original comic book in a way. I would argue that it's not new and that that was the original comic book movie, right? Like I mean there are a number of animated uh comic book movies that you know just ba- based on the original comic book like cartoon series right like the you know the batman animated series and the avengers and all that good stuff that was kind of there's i i wasn't a young comic book guy um but for some people they grew up with with those animated tv shows and which spun off into movies and some of them are pretty high quality um i think this is just the first one that is that is high budget that got it kind of show that showed like the full blockbuster realization of it that where you know what one thing i can say is like i feel like when you try to break the movie down it was it was almost like nines or tens on every level including yes the animation was gorgeous the cinematography uh in in terms of like you know the the shots and stuff like that the the music the soundtrack right was like very uh, was awesome and and very like high caliber and had a lot of uh, you know well known tracks like from like Post Malone and things like that and so the production value was really high and the quality of acting and all that good stuff and so I think for maybe just even the sake of the quality and the willingness of the studio to kind of put their you know some muscle behind it I think that's why. Your question is an interesting one, though. Will it, you know, is that gonna is that gonna spark a trend? Well, that all depends on how well it actually did or does 
in theaters, and I actually don't know the answer to that. <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure it's doing great. Um, and yeah, I, and I'm I'm guessing we will see a little bit of a trend. And I guess, and your feedback is right. Like it's obviously it's not the first um, animated, you know, hand drawn comic book movie, but something about it felt different. And I think what you're saying mm-hmm. is right. It's that that super high production quality. It is, and it didn't feel it didn't feel like you're watching an animated movie. It felt, um, I don't know, it felt in a caliber of its own in some way that this is a, I don't know, it set a new precedent in my mind for what an animated film could be. Even, even interestingly, like different from, so different from like a Pixar animated film, right? That is just a completely different style of animation, different from a like traditional Disney, you know, like uh, Beauty and the Beast or something, right? Like a traditional Mm -hmm. hand-drawn animated film versus... Uh, Pixar versus this, right? It's kind of this new hybrid hand-drawn 3D thing with a very high production. Um, It's just super interesting. You're right about that. And uh, the takeaway is, like, if you haven't seen it, go see it for sure. Um, It's just one of those, like, was one of, I mean, I I knew it was, I had heard good things going into it, but it was still uh, blown away. It was so good. I think that's a show. That's it i was thinking i was thinking of like a really lame sign off like thanks for coming in we'll see you next time (laughs) keep keep it classy san francisco keep storming (laughs) oh oh, shit (laughs) hey that was pretty good for no topics (laughs) 